Golden Tag and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. If you're a returning listener, Danke for coming back. If you're new here, like I said, welcome in. My name is Adrian, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. We are two people who love Disney parks and started this podcast so we can drink all about Disney with other theme parks-loving fans, just like yourself. Um, okay, now let's out of the way. Let's find out what Vandabad Pavilion we're going to be drinking responsibly this week. Pack your socks and sandals and hold on to your pretzels. We're going to land a beer and sausage. It's Germany Pavilion Week. Ich verstehe nur ein bisschen Deutsch, but I promise I won't sprechen Sie Deutsch this whole episode as much as I want to. All right, we're going to gather some facts and some steins of beer, and we'll be right back to talk about the motherland. Prost! Ein Prost, ein Prost, der Gemütlichkeit. Ein Prost, ein Prost. Eins, zwei, drei, You can't frown during that song. No, no, no. It makes me think of uh, all the fun uh, cheers I've had in Munich. Yeah. Guten Tag, Herr Ryan. Wie geht's es Ihnen? Guten Tag, Fräulein. <laughs> I am so excited, obviously, because I love all things German. You just got so giddy when we started this thing. I, I you started singing songs to me. You started singing Disney songs in German. Yeah. He didn't even know. No, I, had no, I, I knew like in the, in the back of my mind, you had been like, oh, yeah, no, I speak German. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. You speak German like I speak Spanish, like poorly. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you came in hot with straight up like my favorite. I think my favorite Disney song, which is uh, really, I think so. Yeah. Oh wow. Which is Colors of the Wind. Uh, yeah. Pocahontas. Yeah. Let's do it. Do a little bit. A little bit for the peoples. Kannst du hören wieder von dem Silver Moon? I love it. Uh, yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, it is. That's why I think I like it. And then they get like um, when they get to the like. Uh, they get the sad parts, and it's like, uh, what is this? How does the song go? Uh, can you, um, kannst du malen wie der Schwabenspiel des Winds? Kannst du malen wie der Schwabenspiel des Winds? Whoa. Yeah, chills. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's chills. Really, it's a good song in German. Some of them are not, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, I have I have family heritage in German, so my father is uh, German. So I'm excited because I love we love German food. We the love sausage. Yeah, we love all the you know the bratwurst and the knotwurst and the veal. I don't like any of that. Um, oh, I love all of that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm into all of that. I love me some spatzel. Spatzel. Oh is my yeah. yeah. Jam. I mean, I'm a goulash. Like goulash is maybe my favorite food. Really? Love goulash. Well, my grandmother's right. goulash was. Chefs, it was not even, it's not even, it shouldn't, it wouldn't, it shouldn't be illegal. It should have been illegal. That's how good it was. Um, and everything I've had after has been, ugh, it's been fine, but I like getting the vibe of it. For sure, for Goulash sure. Is, is the jam. So, yeah, we are obviously talking about the Germany Pavilion yeah. at Epcot today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Germany is an Epcot World Showcase pavilion at Walt Disney World featuring the beer garden restaurant, gift shops, and much, much less. Not a whole lot. Yeah. But it does it with a... It does its whole lot less with, like, a, a bit of charm. It's very charming. Yes. Um, Germany is also home to one of the greatest unbuilt attraction stories in Walt Disney's history, the Rhine River Cruise I'm ride. still holding out. They have the, the land still there. So uh, I mean, it's ama- it's ama- the attraction is not just fan lore or internet urban legend. The attraction was officially announced and was detailed in the book Walt Disney's Epcot Center by Richard Beard. And was discussed in other promotional materials for the Cheers opening of Epcot. Beards. Beards. Prost. We have to say prost on this episode. Prost. Um, the premise of the attraction was that it offered Epcot guests a chance to float down the Rhine Rivers on a leisurely boat ride, affording a visual impression in miniature of the cultural heritage of Germany's past and highlights of its present. Uh, locations were to include some of the Black Forest, Oktoberfest, Heidelberg, and elsewhere. So, I mean, like, obviously... Both of us wish that that was the case. Yeah, but would it? Do you think that like we only want it because we never got it, right? Okay. So like, do you think that it would have been like kind of weird that like Mexico, Norway, I and was Germany? Just gonna say like there was all have gonna boat be rides. just boat rides everywhere in this world showcase, and they were all kind of like just like. This is a ride around our town. Right. This is just showing you some of our culture. Yeah. Cause like none of, like back in the day in the 80s, uh, like, you know, none of these were like fun, I, you know, like none of these were fun rides. They were going to be more They're all like pretty serious, yeah, yeah, entertainment rides. Right. Like, cause in my mind, I picture like a Rhine River cruise attraction as like feeling grand, but I don't think that's what was intended. No, I'm pretty sure it would have been, it would have been great, but like, yeah, it but like something. Not that, yeah. Well, the Rhine River Cruise is also fascinating because the work had begun on it before it was canceled. They put a door in. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know the full extent of the progress. We do know that the attraction's entrance, now covered over, was set, and at least part of the show building behind it was constructed. Uh, per Imagineering Disney, the show building was not constructed in this entirely and would seem that the attraction was canceled right around 1982 in the park opening. It's wild. It is wild. Um, but I, there's so much to talk about with this pavilion and so little at the same time. Uh, so well, be, I, before we, before yeah. we get in, um, we're drinking. It's a drinking Oh yeah, we're show. drinking. And like, I keep saying prost and like, it's Germany. So yeah. we're drinking vice beer, obviously. Obviously. German vice beer. I'm drinking out of a Stein. Yeah. My family's, yeah. um, from Hamburg, Germany. And I have a Stein that was my grandfather's and then was my dad's and now is mine. That's a German... Like a Stein from Hamburg. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really old, but it looks brand new. It does look brand new. It looks like you could buy it, you know, like it's still modern enough looking, you know? Right, like, yeah. It's, it's really well constructed. Yeah. German engineering. Absolutely. What uh, are you drinking out of? Uh, I'm, I'm drinking just out of a, a regular Epcot mug. Your Epcot mug? No way. Nope, no. So, guys, I... I Got so excited for to say we're in the middle of our world showcase showdown. Not in the middle. We've now like crossed the hump. Thank God. I mean, we've been in Epcot for a long time. We've been saying this. Like we're, we're I, I feel like I'm just a, like permanently talking about drinking and eating, I, which is what Epcot is all about. I feel like I might hate Epcot at the end of this. It's a lot of Epcot. I really love this tournament. I'm now like I'm like ready to see who wins. Um so, yeah, we've gone through, we've started in Canada, we're working our way around. I think now we've only got, what, like, 
we're in Germany, so we're, in Ger- we're 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 getting there. We've got, we've got like two or three more pavils. We've got three left. more, three more pavils. Okay, so we're there. We're, you know, currently the low man on the totem pole was last week, Italy Pavilion did not do well. High man on the totem pole is Japan. It's you know, so we'll see what knocks it out or if it stays where it is. You know, the the fun thing about this tournament is that we know uh, because. We know what's going up. We, we know that there's a major contender. Yeah, there's a big contender right, coming right, up. right at the end. Yeah, which is fun because like I don't know if we don't know. I don't I don't know if it's going to beat uh, Japan. Like yeah. I, really, I really don't. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's but it definitely can. It definitely can. It's my f- personal favorite pavilion. Yeah, and it's mine too. I think. Yeah, but a lot of people's. But but, but, maybe when, but when it comes down to technical, technical scores, and, I don't know. You know right. so. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's what I love about the, our scoring system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like totally. we don't know. It's it, We try to take it away from, like, this is my favorite, and it's going to get the best my, points. Yeah, it could, you could give it points in the in the vibe, but you can't give it points in the technical it doesn't really deserve. Yeah. Because it would be obvious that you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we always – so how we decide this is we play a game called Drink That Pee, Drink That Pavilion. Ryan's conditioned me to say – that i'm a lady and i say drink, drink that, that pee <laughs> and it's basically a drink the difference game we're going to rank the pavilion through a series of technical and fun rounds and drink the point difference that we give each category for example if a category is worth five points and you give it a three in that category you drink two two sips two seconds the shittier the pavilion the drunker you get play along at home it's more fun that way you can drink water you can drink beer out of a stein you can you can drink the fish water in your house um whatever don't do that Whatever you want to do that's not that, um, do that. Uh, our technical categories are overall theme for 10 points, entertainment, which is ride shows and live performances for 10 points, extra offerings, which is food, shops, kiosks, and edutainment for 10 points. That's the end of the technical rounds. And then we have overall vibe for 20 points, 50 total points up for grabs. Let's drink that pavilion. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> the first category is overall theme, and that's worth 10 points. In terms of architecture, the Germany Pavilion features inspiration from a number of real cities and monuments around the country, but leans most heavily on the Bavaria region. Bavaria. Within that, one city was especially significant for the Imagineers, uh, Rothen- Rothenburg. It's a place uh, from a bygone era that is truly enchanting, so it's easy to see why so much of the idealized Germany that Disney Imagineers created pulls heavily from the similarly romanticized Rothenburg. I've been to Bavaria. Have you ever been to Bavaria? I have not, which is crazy, right? Yeah. My love of Germany. And your love of Disney. So yeah. um, Bavaria always had a close uh, you know, pl- a place to Walt's heart. And he actually um, designed the original Sleeping Beauty castle um, after a place in Bavaria, a Neuschwanstein castle. Right. And that's on the Romantic Road. Yep. And and yeah. so I, I got the opportunity to visit Neuschwanstein. Yeah, you told me that. That's I'm super jello about that. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to make your way over there. I do. I know I'm going to. I mean, it's going to maybe I'll live there. In other facades, <laughs> it appears the Germany Pavilion is influenced by buildings in Frankfurt and Freiburg. The latter definitely serves as uh, inspiration for at least a couple of prominent structures, including the clock tower and Das Hofkaus. Uh, with that said, the Germany Pavilion largely feels like an amalgamation of 
real world locations. Uh, much of it is similar enough to Rothenburg to feel eerily reminiscent of that, but different enough that it has its own distinct sense of place. The fountain with a statue of St. George slaying a dragon as the centerpiece of the cobblestone German plots in this Germany pavilion. It's supposed to be that he's slaying a dragon to win the princess. Aww. Cute. It's very Disney. Um, this, this pavilion, to me, feels like fantasy land. Particularly like like Pinocchio village house, like a for sure. Like you look at this pavilion, you're like is this fantasy land? This this whole pavilion is very storybook, yeah, feeling. Um, but uh, Germany is very storybook feeling. You know, that a lot of a lot of the, pulled from somewhere. a lot of the tales are are fra- are German, right? Like German uh, fairy tales are. You know, most of the fairy tales that we grew up with. You have Snow White. You have. Uh, um, other ones um yeah i mean tangled is also a german um germany based but yeah like snow white yeah yeah but like but many i mean like like uh the grim tales yeah are, well, like the yeah like the hansel and gretel yeah hansel and gretel like all yeah. of those are are you know all the fairy tales that we grew up with really are based off of like german yeah even like gingerbread houses mm-hmm. and all that stuff because christmas is is largely originated in germany um so, yeah, I mean, I actually, I really like the overall theme because I like that feeling. It feels very Disney to me. Um, I can see how it could feel a little fake to some people. It, it feels fake. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my, with my heart and my gut. You know, on- places, places in, in Europe that, you know, have gone through major wars, have, you know, this interesting history of, uh, like, of architecture and, like, of, like, the visual standing of the city. So, you know, many, many places, you know, were, were bombed to shit, you know. Sure. During, during you know, World War One, World War Two, you know, Germany, obviously, part of both of those. Um, and because of that, like, you know, you don't get this fairy tale visage anymore like of like this building next to this building next to this building whether they you know you get this this whole like fairy tale town except for in Freiburg or, or wherever we're talking yeah. about right um these little pockets but like it used to be that like a lot of it had sure. this this architecture and like this storybook feeling you know like the fact that we have a fantasy land that's all built off of like these real places Sure. That really did look like this. There's a lot so. of, like Austria has a lot of places that look like this. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, you know. And that. now, you know, like we've lost, we've lost touch with that because, you know, like things were bombed like to shit during wars and you have like one old building and then 17 new ones and then one old building and then 17 sure. new ones. And so you don't get that same sensibility as we ever did before, mm-hmm. you know, things modernize over time. And, uh, but these little pockets, you can still get them and, I think that this is that's what this is. And they're unique to their regions. Like sure. you would look at this and you would know this was Germany or this was like a Bavarian st- like style of a hundred percent. You know, like you would know that. Just like if you looked at the America pavilion, you would know that that's supposed to be America, even though it's not what largely what America looks like exactly. today. Um so wh- do you have any other thoughts on the overall theme of this pavilion? Um yeah, you know, I, I think this this one rides pretty close to my feelings on France, mm. where it's uh, I, I like it, but it is cartoonish, and 
I'm okay with that. Yeah, I kind of think that's what I like about them. Yeah. I like that idealized you sure. know, sense uh, of place. So I'll tell you what. Uh, when we went to France, uh, I gave its theme a nine. You did? I, I, apparently. That's wild. I wouldn't think you would have done that. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. I was thinking I'm reading, a... I'm reading a different France. Oh, <laughs> I gave it a seven. I was going to say. And and I'm going to stick with that for this. I think that that's, I think that, that to me, they're pretty equal. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to. Thematically, gonna, thematically. I'm going to give it a nine. A nine. Yep. One away from perfection. I love it. I love the vibe. I love being there. I think the theme is really cool. But I also love that type of that type of environment. I yeah, like. I mean, for you, for you, it also like you know has more sentimental value. It does, and like yeah, like else. the songs and like you know when I I was jamming out to that Ziggy's. <laughs> yes. Um, now I can't. I will be caught if I do that in this next category, which is edge entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Ride shows and live performances. This is also ten points. Um, Born to Polka performs classic polka. Born to Polka. Born to Polka is such a, like, like it's a play on Born to Ride. And it's like, it's such a funny thing of like a bunch of people in Lederhosen who are born to Polka. Uh, they perform uh, classic polka music using a broad assortment of intr- instruments. And their pieces are sure to encourage guests to dance and clap along. You can catch them at the Germany Pavilion stage at various times. Where's that stage at? Uh, that is in, it's like to the left of the pavilion. Okay. It's not like in the pavilion. Got you. It's it's like the like the Canada stage, like where it's like out, outside on the promenade. Outside, yeah. Okay. Um, I, one of the most unique details um, in terms of entertainment in this pavilion is that guests can enjoy the miniature train set. <laughs> That is so beautifully detailed that guests all love it. I mean, uh, look, we're laughing. Yeah. But to me, this is the thing that saves this pavilion. It's adorable. I fucking love this train set. This this train set makes me understand Walt. Yeah. It makes me understand his, like, weird infatuation with trains. It's fucking huge. Yeah. It's, it's got, like, you know, several Multiple cars. Multiple cha- trains. Yeah, yeah, and it's going through little towns. It lights up. Like, yeah, I, I, it's got little scenes. There's like, a little like guy, the, there's like a little guy going to work and there's a little guy cheating on his wife. And there's like a little even guy. if there's a festival going on, they change the flags to be miniature versions of the festival flags. Oh, I didn't know that. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, this is found right before leaving the Germany pavilion, entering into the Italy pavilion. It might. You know what? We should have talked about this during Italy. It might have saved Italy a point or two just by being associated with this cool train set. <laughs> The miniature train set features multiple tracks, bustling locomotives, beautiful stations, waiting passengers, and rolling hills and scenery. With such imaginative and amazing detail, guests will love to spend a few minutes simply taking in the beauty and kinetic energy of the miniature train set here in the Germany Pavilion. I feel like every time I'm there, I have to like kind of like it's almost like how I feel about a koi pond. I've almost got to like just stand there and just sort of like say hi to the trains and let them like watch them. So like if um Anytime I've been there with like a group of people, like if people are shopping or using the restroom or something like that, like we meet by the train set. So there's something to do while you're waiting for people to like, you know, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. 
And so I've spent like, you know, many a 15 minute, yeah. <laughs> you know, like hanging out there. It's like this cute, unique detail about Disney World that like it's it's tended to and it's like there's something special about it. Somebody loves it. Somebody like, loves you know, it. Some, like some, some cast member, you know, treats that with the respect that it's deserves and yeah. has done so for almost 40 years, you know? Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. So in terms of entertainment, that's what we got. <laughs> um, you know, it's tough because, like, I don't want to uh, – There's, I mean, there's a show. There's a show. You have to pay to eat dinner, but there's a show with – Well, yeah, eat. I mean, I have that under food, but there, if you – I guess it's it's tough because yeah, it's, it's – yeah. you have to be eating food to see the show. You have to be eating at, at the beer garden. I suppose, like, when we were in Morocco, we didn't count the belly dancers – during entertainment, we counted them. Yeah, I think this probably goes towards extra offerings. So I think in terms of entertainment, we have to consider just the polka performers on the trains. Okay. It's just tough. Now, at the holidays, <laughs> we get, you know, Chris Kringle, like the real Santa Claus. Not, I mean... The real Santa? Okay, <gasps> listen. So if you want the American version, he's at the American um, America Pavilion, him and Mrs. Claus. But here you get a beautiful Santa in a green and a green coat with white lining and like white fur, and he's really, really beautiful. Cool. Yeah, but that's only at the holidays. Yeah, I don't count that the same way. I don't count the witch. At, the witch. <laughs> the witch in Italy. So, uh, all right. It's tough. It's a tough category. What do you? So we got. We got polka dudes, and we got a train set. <laughs> Neither of which are actually in the pavilion. They're both on the outside. They're flanking of the pavilion. The pavilion. <laughs> so then we have a clock tower. <laughs> this is our new. We have piece. a clock tower. This is our new piece of entertainment. We have a lot coming up in extra offerings, though, so you don't have to feel so guilty. Yeah, I think um, for what for whatever reason, I don't hate it as much as Italy, which well, got well because a- at least there's. It's not like offensive. It's not offensive. It's it's like in some way like the and polka I, performers are f- are adorable. Eh. They are. They're doing. Eh. Come on. Eh. What? Get out. Yeah, they got it. Eh I need me. a new co-host. If anybody's looking for, I'm I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give this a three. Oh. Um, and all three of those points are for the train. Okay. Um, I'll give the poke a one, so we'll make it a four. Okay. Um, I'll, be, I'll be fair. I'll be I, fair to the poke people. I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna do some vice beer drinking. Prost. Prost. Uh that's six. Fine's fine. Dry. Six for Fier. each of us. Yeah. Six for each of us. I think you have seven. No, I change it. I put it up to a oh, four. You gave it a four? Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, gave your polka people one. Thanks. <laughs> they deserve one. Yeah, they des- Yeah, they absolutely do. They're, they're tr- in they're later hosen. You're not selling anything to me right now. I think it's adorable. All right, extra offerings. This is our final technical round category. This one, there's a lot of things here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can this consists of food, shops, kiosks, and edutainment. Mm-hmm. So let's start with food, and let's mention the one that Ryan mentioned, which it deserves some points here because it's an in- indoor-outdoor. Uh Beer garden, traditional German food served in an Oktoberfest-style atmosphere, is found in the beer garden. Open for lunch and dinner, this is an all-you-care-to-enjoy meal that includes assorted sausages, rotisserie chickens, frankfurters, 
salads, breads, red cabbage, wine. Cra- I'm, I'm so hungry talking about this. Potatoes and spatzel. Desserts include apple strudel, German-style cheesecake. Dinner also includes smoked pork loin and sauerbraten. I can't remember. Is this a buffet? It's a buffet. All you care to eat buffet. Is this the only buffet in In the World Showcase? In Epcot. Um, It might be. Cool. There might be one at that Alkershush. Ooh. I don't know what that means. At Norway. Norway has food? Norway has food. There's uh, Alkershush. Another. Scan- I'm, I'm looking forward another, to that. That's another one where I'm going to get annoying because I am also Scandinavian. <laughs> Sorry. That'll be uh, an interesting one to cover because I don't know anything about yeah. that pavilion other than. Uh, I'll buying, do that one. You can do clothes. Mexico. <gasps> Wait, what were the last three? No, you're China. doing China. Forget it. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so um, you can also get. Um, Dinner also includes smoked pork loin and sour broth. In addition to those items previously mentioned, guests are seated in a long communal table. You actually are seated with people you don't know, which I actually like. You make friends. Um, and you enjoy the hearty cuisine. You're, That's when you're, so many people's like worst nightmare. And you're like, I like it. I like it. <laughs> They're treated to a traditional German entertainment, folk dancing, yodeling, and... It's very lively. It's very lively. And it's... It's definitely fun, and the atmosphere it's hokey, is fun. But it's fun. There's like there's fake tree. It's like a it's like an indoor outdoor indoor outdoor, which I think is gives it points. Hundred percent gives it points. It, it it's other a, than the fact that you can't go in the like, it, you have you have to be like a restaurant person. You have to be going to the restaurant to go in there. Yeah, that's the only thing that like the indoor outdoor where I'm just like because you get to do it in Mexico no matter what. Yeah. yeah, I agree, but it gives it points for this restaurant, and. One thing I will say though, it's a long experience. So it's like if you have a if you have like a seven p.m. dinner reservation, well, it's you're it's there a, for a bit. It's a buffet, so it's, it's like as a long, it's as long as you seatings. Want. So it's like you're with all the seven p.m. people because I guess because of the tables and stuff like that. So there's like a lot of like yeah, but if you want to like eat, if you want to uh, eat, eat and run, chew and screw, <laughs> you can you can just leave whenever you want. Like, I felt like I was there for a while without, like, you know. But you want to kind of, you want to enjoy the entertainment. You yes. want to, you want to hold up your beer stein and you know sing. You yes. know, I'm pro. You want to do it. Yes. So it's a great, it's a great, it's great for that. A lot of people are like, eh, about the food, and you can always, always pretty easily get a reservation there. Yes. Um, I, my family loves it, obviously. <laughs> um. So I say, like, I don't do a lot of dining in Epcot, but if my family's around, we're probably doing this. It's one of those that will be like, my dad will be like, what about, like, the Germany pavilion? I'm like, Dad, okay. (laughs) We know that you're going to suggest that. Um, I love it. I think that's great. I I love that. I love uh, traditions, uh, and I love that your family you know, has this this weirdo dinner show in (laughs) Florida as their tradition. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Summerfest is a quick service restaurant that serves uh, bratwurst and frankfurter sandwiches, sauerkraut, soft pretzels, and apple strudel. That's like up at the front of the pavilion? Right before the restaurant. So it's like... Okay. It's like it sits kind of oddly like behind a wall before the restaurant. It's a very strange... Like you got to go like around the wall. You order your food and you come out. There's no like seating. Okay. It's annoying. Yeah, there is no seating in the 
in the body of the pavilion. No, you have to kind of go out by the water and yeah. like, yeah, that's that's not great. They, a lot of people sit around the fountain and stuff, similar to France. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it in terms of um, like like food, food like meal food. Um, in terms of stores, they have Der Tetibel. It's a toy shop um, with stuffed animals, medieval themed toys, finger puppets, and of course teddy bears, which are you know from Germany and Playmobil. I think. I think they have a ton of Playmobil here. Yeah. Which I grew up with like a lot of Playmobil toys. And Stife is and the Stife. Ty- Stife is the bear that yeah. is the very expensive bear. I, I grew up with like my mom always, she, when she was young, she had like one Stife figure. My dad too, yeah. Figure. And I think she still has it actually. My dad too, yeah. And, still uh, got that Stife bear. And, and so like when we were growing up, like for any special like, uh, like memento like any special like happening in Mm -hmm. our me or my brother's like lives we always got like a stife yeah that's a like a special and we were told these are toys you can't play with yeah and we were like what the fuck is going on yeah yeah they actually have a mickey version of a stife in that store and mickey's holding a little bear oh it's really cute and every time i before i go i'm like i want to get that and i forget about it because i feel like that's something i absolutely should have i agree so I'm trying to I'm trying to remember from this episode. Yeah. Um, in uh, Volkanst, you can find beer steins and all of all sizes. This is kind of where they kind of take the the steins like to a another level. It's but like gonna... the, like the three foot tall ones and shit. Like like the absurd. <laughs> yeah. Ones. Actually, so yeah, they have a limited edition Epcot stein there, and the sh- in the shop you'll also find felt hats. Cowbells, um, black forest cuckoo clocks, hand painted eggs, Grimm's fairy tales, um, a bunch of books like that. But one interesting thing is that one of the steins, you can actually get an an actual piece of the Berlin Wall. Mm. It's on top. There's only two thousand pieces of it available in the whole entire world, and you can get it. What do you mean? I swear to God. What do you mean that there's only 2,000 pieces of this giant wall that they, was torn down in the Only 2,000 pieces for sale in this entire world. What? No. Yes. No, dude. Look it up. Of these steins, maybe. These steins. Yeah, but like these mad pieces of the Berlin Wall out there. Okay, but these steins have the Berlin Wall on them. Gotcha. Okay. And you can actually see like the color and stuff. And they're on, so you can buy a piece of the Berlin Wall in the Germany Pavilion. Yeah. Just cool. crazy. Um, this cough house is a perfect store for soccer fans. Uh, here you'll find soccer balls, jerseys, and other accessories looking for the perfect, um, My brother got a jersey here. What? My he did? got a jersey here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He got a Bayer, Bayer Munich one. Oh, cool. Weird. I'm just remembering this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that's great. Um, if you're still on the search for the perfect beer stein from the Germany brand, they have Steinhaus, which offers even larger selection of beer steins, theme shirts, and much more. And Do they uh, let you fill them? I don't think so. Do they? I don't know. I don't think so. That would be a good idea, though. Yeah, they should fill them. Should. Um, Maybe not all of them. Some of them are kind of absurd. And now on to my favorite store. 
You're gonna hate me. No, I caramel kush. I'm, I'm, I'm into. I, look, I like. I go there. I, All right, I'm caramel kush shop features freshly made caramel corn, caramel apples, strawberries, marshmallows. It's sponsored by Werther's, and it. The the smell. This is the ultimate COVID test. If you can't smell caramel kush, you got COVID <laughs> for sure. So, like you know, you say that it has all these other caramel things, but like if you go there, it's the Werther's store. They have Whatever. every every type of Werther's that you could ever imagine. Could it's a grandmother's be. dream? <laughs> yeah, open up your pocketbooks, ladies, because you're gonna have to. You know, yeah. Uh, Put some open up your pocketbooks, boyfriends and husbands, because you're gonna have to get your girlfriend some caramel corn. Um, there's just bags upon bags. Oh, so good. Werther's Originals in every. I don't even notice that though. I notice the caramel corn. See, I don't even notice the caramel corn because I'm just sidelined by the fact that there's like 60 different (laughs) Werther's. I don't even look at that, Ryan. You go right to the pastry counter. They have they have different things that are just like like caramel cookies that have like like melty caramel in them and like I think I've been doing this whole thing wrong. You've been doing it wrong. Don't think wrong. about the don't think about the the hard candy. Go to the counter. That's where you get the popcorn. That's where you get the the cookie. It's like a shortbread caramel cookie. I've never. It'll change your life. I've never had it. I'm gonna. Well, have when to, we're there in, we're gonna in have December, to you're gonna have it. Yep. We have a lot of things on the list to eat. Yes, yes, we do. If we you do. enjoy wine, fine wine and spirits, you must visit Wine Keller, like oh. wine cellar, uh, where you'll find uh, German wine and gu- German wine guides there to help you. Yeah, with for your a, German wine. For a good Gestaffensting. <laughs> the Susenkeiten is have a, one in my hand right now. <laughs> the Susenkeiten is a place to satisfy that sweet tooth with an assortment of handmade fudge. Oh, yeah. and, I do. I have, you have a German wine? Yeah, in my hand. Like a Riesling? Yeah, it's a Riesling. <laughs> a Splatze. Uh, the Susan Kitten is a place to satisfy the sweet tooth with an assortment of homemade fudge, nut clusters, pretzels, chocolates, cookies. Oh, I'm so hungry. And th- this whole s- section is like right at my end. Haribo brand candies. Um, you can learn to cook authentic German Gummy recipes. Bears. Haribo is great. Uh, with one of the many German cookbooks found in the store. Oh, I should pick one of those up. That would be nice to have. Um, in the Christmas, it, and it's Christmas year round in Divine Knox Act. Mm-hmm. I dig, I like yeah. these all year round Christmas stores in Disney. For sure. This is yeah. where you'll find Christmas decorations of all kind, plus the famous Christmas pickle. Pardon? The, the Christmas pickle. What? In German culture, you put an ornament that looks like a pickle on your tree. Just an ornament, though. It's just an ornament. Okay. I think they put real ones, but we put, we put like a, like a, you know, a gherkin. You yeah, put a gherkin in the a tree. Gherkin on the tree. What? What's uh, it do? It brings you good luck. Okay. Yep. I don't, uh, know, I don't know why having a rotting piece of uh, vegetable on your tree would give you good luck, but hey, to each their own. Kunsterwelt in Kristall offers crystal jewelry by Swarovski Crystal and Crystal World, as well as other um, they carry other fine crystal pieces. And Glaskunst is the outdoor shop that sells glassware, and they offer engraving. You know, they're, all of these shops are um, interconnected. You know, you can like yeah. you can like walk from one in like be inside and walk from one to the other to the other yeah. to the other. But this place has an like it there is an identity unique. in yeah. each of these places, and 
that's totally different than like next door in Italy where it just feels like one big shop. And the stuff is actually interesting mm-hmm. and you actually want it. You want the cookies, you want the pretzels, you want the nut clusters, you want, you know, to, to see the steins, you want, you know, like I think yeah, everything I kind of like just sort of like, I like the Christmas shop, you know, like looking at everything. Um, so I feel like in terms of extra offerings that much like Italy, the pavilion we just did, I think that it doesn't do bad in this category at all. No, no, no. Um, You know, I think similar to, I think restaurant wise, it's fine. Um, They do like pretzel. There's a pretzel shop and stuff too, right? Well, there's a cart out front where you can get like pretzels and beer. Yeah. But, and even like the soft pretzel that they sell at summer house, Summerfest, it's not the best pretzel on property. Mm. (laughs) It should be because that's what, you know, like pretzels are what, what what do they sell like if you're looking at the pavilion like to the right up front? There's like a there's like a shop that sells food there. I can't remember what it was, but I remember it was good. I I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe I'm confused. Are you talking about that cart that has the pretzels and the beer? I could. I mean, it might be a beer. It has beer. Yeah, it has the vice beer and everything like that. So I'll go first on this one. And extra offerings, I think that this pavilion does well. I agree. I don't think this is the best restaurant property, but I like the vibe of it. It's fun. Um, it's definitely fun. It's fun. And I think I kind of just feel like in a good mood when I'm in this pavilion. I feel like it's fun and lighthearted, and these extra offerings kind of contribute to that. So in this category, this is 10 points. I'm going to give it a very sh- – I'm going to give it a, I'm gonna give it a six. Oh, okay. Maybe a seven. I'm giving it a seven. Um, I'm making it equal to what I gave to Italy because. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. This is definitely as good as Italy. Um, You know, I think uh, Italy is better in the restaurants than here, but this is much better in the shops than Italy. Uh, And, um, you know, like overall, this is a much more like joyous place to be, I feel, than, you know, like. Like the being in the the plots, right? The street, the plaza. Yeah, the plaza. <laughs> it's like it's fun here. Yeah, not next door. It's not fun next door. Yeah. So, no. um, you know, I'm totally, I'm totally down with that. I do wish that both of these pavilions had more uh, edutainment offerings. Yeah, I was going to ask you before. So while you're adding up the the scores of the technical round, do you do you have that? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you before we do the vibe. How would you plus this pavilion? So I think that, uh, you know, having some sort of edutainment piece or, or an attraction piece, I really think what it wants to have is, is like a, uh, a legit dark ride, like, like a Snow White scary adventure or something like that. I was going to say a storybook sort of ride. Yeah, storybook sort of ride or an edutainment piece that is like the art of fairy tales and it has like, you know, original artwork and, and things like that. Like, you know, yeah. s- something to like bring that to life. Maybe it's a walkthrough attraction uh, a la like Sleeping Beauty's Castle where they have like these like miniature dioramas kind of like what they have in like Main Street. Um but they're, you know, like they, they kind of like make a story come to life. Um, I think it'd be cool if something like called like maybe step into the storybook where it's yeah. like you're figuring it like they're showing you how German culture influenced so much of Disney and also 
fairy tales in general and all that stuff. I think that that would make for an amazing, you know, piece of edutainment um, and, and enter like an entertaining one. Right. I think it would be like, you'd feel, it'd be like a feel good sort of entertainment. We'd be like the whole time you'd be like, Oh, you'd be doing a lot of that because it's really freaking cute. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe even disturbing and stuff too, because I mean like, you know, yeah, some of that fairy fairy tales, old school fairy tales are kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So So um, have that dark aspect. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's, it's has the opportunity and is missing that for sure. And, uh, you know, the Rhine river cruise, uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it would just be like a Mexico one, but just German. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't, I mean, that's, we, we love the Mexico ride, but would we love it if there was six of them? No. Yeah. No, but I would love like, you know, walking through the dark forest. And then coming yeah. across, coming across, you know, the Hansel and Gretel uh, house, yeah, or something like that, you know. And I don't know if it has to like fully tie in with IP or what, but um, yeah, you know. I mean, I do think that they'll probably eventually put some sort of tangled attraction here, um, which I think is a miss mark. I, I agree with you. I think a, a Snow White is maybe a little more fitting, but I, st- I still think they'll do they'll do tangled for the IP yeah. grab. There isn't a ton of Tangled merch, though, right? Like, they don't... I don't associate... You know, like you know that Rapunzel is, like, a German tale. But, like, I don't associate Tangled with Well, Germany. it doesn't fit... The the way that, like, Disney did Tangled doesn't fit in with that pavilion. Yeah. You know, they did it in a very, like, you know, like a pinks and blues and... You know, they did it in a wholly different way. Yes. In the type of, in the type of Germany that they did. Agreed. Yeah. wasn't It wasn't this like Rothenberg. No. Which is like Snow White. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that you know, I think that Snow White is you know it was the first. I think that like it it deserves like a look. Little they bit. just made the mine train, so they're not like they didn't break away from Snow White. Like, yeah, yeah. But the mine train kind of sucks. So. Okay. You know, we'll get into it at some. But we'll point. get into it. We'll, but, we'll uh, get into it. I get into it a lot online because people don't like hearing that. Well, you know, I just, did, I just come at me, bro. Just did a TikTok on what my must-do Magic Kingdom attractions are, and I said Mine Train isn't a must-do for me. People went bananas. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Have uh, they been on other rides? <laughs> I was like, I think t- I think uh, Big Thunder is better. Like, sorry, like, oh, that's not even a question. It's crazy, yeah. That's not even like it's... some. No, a lot of people were like, I agree, but some people were like, I really love it. It's really great ride. I uh, think I think I need to go on. I said again. it's wildly overrated. If it wasn't as overrated as it was, we can get into this on the episode. But I think it because it's so overrated. It it's like I know that it's not. For a less than three minute ride, yeah, it's not worth a sixty plus minute wait for it. Yeah, I think that's that's where it comes in. Is like I don't, you don't get out of it what you put into it for yeah. time. Anyway, all right. So now we're gonna now that we know. So so Ryan, what are our scores here for the technical rounds? I've given it an eighteen uh, out of thirty, and you've given it a twenty out of thirty. So we're uh, averaging at nineteen. Okay. Uh, now we're gonna go into our overall vibe. 19 is the score that Italy had overall before or after the vibe. So this didn't do much better. No. We've already Oh. We've already Oh right, it had like an like a 10 at that point. Yeah, it had like an 11 at that point. <laughs> okay, so. so it's it's doing better than Italy. It's, it's doing better than Italy. Okay. Um, 
And I, for, you know, obviously for me, the, the overall vibe is going to be on the higher side because I dig the vibe. Sure. Um, but I think it's good that we're both here so we can even that out a little bit. So yeah, I think this is a fun vibe. Um, you know, I like storybooky. I, I like it more here than in France. And I don't really have a good reason behind that. Um, it's I'm, a little bit more charming. Yeah. Like it, it's and it's also like a little smaller, so it feels a little like more contained, and you can immerse yourself. Whereas, like with France, it's very sort. Of, it's another one, kind of like Italy, where there's pieces of it that feel a little like bare. Mm-hmm. I don't get that vibe in, in the Germany Pavilion. Sure. Um, you know, sim- similar to Italy. Uh, this is a pavilion that I typically walk by. Okay. Um, maybe pop into the stores real quick and then. You, you get know. a drink? Uh, may, sometimes it depends on like, did I just get a drink? Okay. You know, at Mexico. Yeah, I feel like I always get like a vice beer here. Uh, it, it all depends um, for me, but it is enjoyable. And I think I'm overall vibing at like. So this is out of 20. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably like at a 13. Okay. I am coming in at a 17 out of 20. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I will drink three. You will drink seven. Yeah. I'm just going to down this beer. It's much easier to down beers than last week when we were downing wine on an on a pavilion Dude, red wine was so brutal it was brutal and it was that it, it tanked so bad that it was just like we were just chugging red wine yeah it was tough as I, the italians d- do didn't like it didn't <laughs> like it. okay so ryan i'm curious how did deutschland do uh, after all of our categories i've given it a total of 31 out of 50 you've given it a 37 out of 50 so it has an average score of 34 points. I think that's respectable. I think that's fine. I think it's it's pretty good. Uh, it is coming in um, a little bit uh, just under France. Okay. It came in with like a, that had a 37.5. So. Okay. I mean, th- that makes sense. Yeah. France has a lot to offer, mm-hmm. especially now. Um, cool. Well, I mean, I enjoyed this episode because, um, I enjoy all things German culture. So, uh, thank you for indulging me on this one. Um, the dark ride presented by drunk history is available every Wednesday on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five star rating and review, or just telling a Disney parks loving friend to listen. Uh, email us questions or shout outs at drunkdistory at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and, and TikTok for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distory. Uh, that's it, you guys. Uh, thanks for drinking Disney with us. Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss.